Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It never fails that right before the show starts, as soon as I click live, I start coughing. I guess that's the beauty of live internet. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. My name's Ray Rout. This is my podcast. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network over on deanblundell.com. Lots of fun and interesting stuff happening over there. You can find all of my content, all of everybody else's content, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, well, it's hundred and something creators, podcasters, all that kind of stuff. Go check it out. And you know what I don't do enough? I don't pitch the website enough. RayRoute.com. Check this out. Have you guys been to RayRoute.com yet? Have you seen all the interesting things you can do over there? This is just my little intro. So you got there, but look, 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 look. Check it out. Click on episodes. Boom. All the podcasts, all in one place. RayRoute.com. R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. And then you come down here and you can click on uh, whatever platform you want to do it, or you can listen to it right on the website. You can get it from your phone, whatever. Hey, uh, what are my newest videos? What, 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 right here? All our videos. All you do is click on the video tab. Blogs. I have blogs. I got three coming out tomorrow. I didn't do any the last couple days, but I got blogs here. You can see all the blogs. I've even gotten lazy and stopped putting pictures for them. All it is now is just blogs. We're going to start getting Mike. We're going to tell him, write, write something. We'll put you up there. And guess what we did? We started stocking up the store. I promised it. I never really got to it. I got six items up there now. I plan on adding more every day. You can get the Dear Pats Nation hoodie, Dear Pats Nation t-shirt. You can get your legit kid hoodie, your legit kid t-shirt, your Mac fucking Jones 10 t-shirt from our Amazon affiliate store. And uh, you can get the old school throwback, the first ever piece of merch ever put out, the Dear Pats Nation established 2017 DPN, old school, old English lettering, your boy Ray. That's right. And I plan on putting three items a day up until we just go. So go check it out. RayRoute.com. And uh, we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about Travis Kelsey and his prowess as a tight end around the NFL. We're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers being plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl and whether or not you'd want to put your money down on it. Uh, Devontae Parker said, joining the Patriots, quote, I chose to get traded there. I'm looking forward to it. So I know that Michael's looking forward to that. We're going to look at Mark Andrews, the Baltimore Ravens tight end, talk about his little fantasy prowess. And uh, we're going to finish off with Antonio Gibson of the uh, Washington Commanders, which I really wish was the Washington football team. I hate the Commanders. I hate that name. It is what it is. That's my pitch. Let's bring in producer Mike. Producer Michael. How are you? Good. What's going on, everybody? Ah, nothing much. Hey, let's remind everybody, next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where should they be? They should be with us watching the draft. For our third annual draft party. Hell yeah. Let's go, let's go with the music again. We haven't done that in a while. All right. We just rock the music the whole show. You know what I mean? 
yeah, so we're having our, our third annual draft party next week. We'll be uh, streaming the draft. Well, you won't be able to see it, but we'll be streaming our reaction live. The Patreon crew is going to hang out. I think last year we we filled up. People couldn't get in because it's like you only have 10 people at a time. And like there was people messaging me like, Ray, I can't get in. I'm like, we had to kick Lawrence off because yeah, I was like, gonna... dude, I'm like, there's people that pay to be here. Uh, we're inviting hashtag sports. We're inviting a whole whack of people. So it's, it's going to be a good yeah. time, man. It's going to be a good time. Yep. We're going to fill up quick. Do you know what I did last night? What'd you do? I was so tired after dealing with fucking knucklehead from hashtag sports. That guy. That I put a garbage bag out on my front porch, forgot about it. Raccoons shredded it. Oh, that's night. the worst. So you walk out for work in the morning. I'm all suited up and everything. Boom. Yep. Garbage everywhere. All oh, the trash pandas, man. It was brutal. I don't understand how my voice suddenly gets like a goober in its throat. I want to start coughing as soon as I click live pre-show everything's great come on no. boom sucks i don't know man those live jitters i've got them you don't i don't know i don't have no jitters no. you want to talk about travis kelsey sure let's do it you like talking about tight ends i do where do you rank travis kelsey amongst all tight ends in the nfl right now not, a, not in a fantasy perspective let's yeah, start yeah, with yeah. A, let's start with a football perspective amongst all tight ends in the nfl 32 years old where do you rank him? Even at 32 years old, I think I still have to put him number one right now. Even though George Kittle, I think, is better, I don't think he's nearly as available. He seems to always be hurt, so he's still at the top of the mountain for me. Rob Gronkowski can still come in pretty clutch, but again, he was hurt a lot last year. And actually, you know, we I kind of mentioned the other night how he kind of fell apart in some critical situations when Brady uh, was looking at him last year. So, yeah, Travis Kelsey, still the king of the mountain. Yeah, I think when I was doing my research today, he had like six, he's now had six consecutive seasons of a thousand yards per season. Yep. Um, I think he's an underrated blocker. He doesn't block, block like Gronk, it's easy for you to say. He doesn't block like Gronk or uh, Kittle or even Mark Andrews, but he can still, he's still somewhat of a decent blocker. <clears throat> cock blocker that is no um he's somewhat of a decent blocker I, I i mean i think for the last two three years he's been by far the best tight end in the nfl like he may not again he may not be as well-rounded as maybe some of the other guys but he's still to me one of the best let me ask you the more difficult question though because that was a bit of a softball to sure. start off yeah because i know that we have some kansas city chiefs fans who watch us we they have do. lots of of New England Patriots fans who watch us. That that is surprising. We have a lot of former New England Patriots fans who are now Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans who watch us. That that is very true. Where do you rank Travis Kelsey on the all-time list of tight ends? Oh boy. So you're talking about I mean some oh, really you're talking man. about some really 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 good tight ends right i mean you got oh. rob gronkowski yep you got rob you got antonio gates you got tony gonzalez ozzy newsome jason witten shannon sharp jackie smith greg olson the former 87 or the other 87 too from the patriots that everybody seems to forget about yes ben Coates, great tight ends vernon davis Jimmy Graham, in a, in a way. Dallas Clark. 
lot of good tight ends. Where do you rank him? Where do you rank Travis Kelsey? You know, Chiefs fans are screaming right now. Number one, number one, he's number one. Where do you rank him amongst all time tight ends? So, so I'm just, I'm going to say I'm going to rank Gronk number one. I know a lot of people wouldn't. And it, yeah, it's a little bit of a homer pick. But when he was available, especially earlier in his career, he was probably the most and i'm gonna steal somebody's quote here i'm gonna steal shannon sharp's quote and say that he was the most dominant tight ends to play the game when he was available listen if it was not for rob gronkowski's injury history there would be no debate from anybody i mean even the ones who wanted debate they would just sound ridiculous exactly and even and i i agree with you rob's number one on my list gronk is the greatest tight end of all time most dominant tight end of maybe the most dominant player of all time to be honest with you like yeah when healthy over jerry rice over you know a uh, randy moss like he could be the most dominant player of all time while healthy yes but you know what quote i quote all the time from bill belichick yep availability is the best ability i agree and in my r- gronk rant when i'm upset with him is the patriots made the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. Down 28-3 to to the Atlanta Falcons. Had an unbelievable run through the playoffs. And they did it all without Gronk, who sat in the owner's box because he was injured again. Yep. Absolutely. Up until, I believe, he won the Super Bowl with Brady in Tampa Bay. Gronkowski was 500 in Super Bowls that he participated. No, no, he lost. No, no, three. Sorry, no, no, lost three. He lost two. He lost one of the Giants, one of the Eagles, won one with the against the Seahawks, oh, one right. the final right. one against the Rams. So he was 500 in Super Bowls. That's However, right. he's still number one. Where do you rank? Where do you rank Kelsey? All, all, all together. This is tough because I didn't pay attention to Antonio Gates as much when he was playing. And I didn't pay as much attention to Gonzalez when he was playing, but from what I've read and what I've kind of watched, I would still put Travis Kelsey number three, but I might put Gonzalez above him at number two. I'm going to blow your mind here. Okay. Because I agree with you at Travis Kelsey number three. Okay. I don't have Gonzalez at number two. Okay. I don't have Antonio Gates at number two. I have Uncle Shannon Sharp at number two. Okay, that that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he Shannon was Sharp a won. dominant, dominant tight end. Yes, yeah, that's fair. The man has three Super Bowls, and maybe, maybe I excluded him from my list just because I do think of him as like almost like otherworldly at the at this point. So maybe I, you know, I'm thinking of those more typical names, and he is one of them. So. That's All right, fair. so let's talk. Let's talk about Travis Kelsey as a sure. fantasy player this year. <clears throat> He's the number one tight end in the draft in the in the fantasy draft, yep. number sixteen overall. Here's what his 2021 season looked like. He played 16 games, 92 uh, 92 receptions on 134 targets, 1,125 yards. As I said, that is six consecutive seasons that he caught over a thousand yards. Uh, and he ended up with nine touchdowns overall. Let's look. Uh, he's actually ranked fourth on PFF, believe it or not, behind George Kittle, Goddard, and Mark Andrews. But he was second in targets because Patrick Mahomes loves targeting him. Second yep. in targets, second in receptions, second in receiving yards, 
first in touchdowns amongst all tied for first touchdowns amongst all tight ends. He ends up the year with an 81.9 overall rating, 84.9 passer or cat receiving rating. And I guess he ran the ball a couple times, 60.9 rushing Uh, did have four drops on the season, which is kind of uncharacteristic for a guy who's had pretty sure hands over his entire career. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're starting now to talk about, like, we've been kind of going, we've just kind of gone from the top and worked our way down amongst different players. And I mean, it was running back after running back after running back after running back. We're finally starting to get into like, there's some receivers being thrown in the mix. We talked about Debo Samuel last night. We're now talking about Travis Kelsey. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mark Andrews. Of course, we'll be talking about Gibson at the end, who is a, who is a running back. Uh, but you are a big fan of tight ends in fantasy football. I am. We're talking 16th overall, so we're starting to talk, you know, mid-second round picks. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did write a blog over on DeanBlundell.com where I basically said there's only two tight ends that you take in the second round, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. Third round, you get into Goddard. You get into um, Goddard. uh, What's his name? George Kittle and the the kid from Atlanta. Um, Oh, Pitts. Yep. And Kyle Pitts. After that, I don't care who you take. Take take someone in the sixth, seventh round, right? There's only really five. The separation, I've said this, between the fifth best tight end to like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's a gap there. Maybe Darren Waller, but we both suspect that he's not going to be as dominant. But let's talk about Travis Kelsey. So you have like the sixth pick. You're in like the sixth pick of the second round. Travis Kelsey's on the board. Sure pick or what? Yeah, to me, that's a short pick. Listen, there are so many great receivers in this game. And you, you know, you said it earlier in the week that there is such a small pool of tight ends. So, you know, get the get the tight end that you think is going to get you the most points. And, um, you know, later on 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 your bye week, you know, look for a tight end that might be serviceable in that matchup. Travis Kelsey, too. I think we need to take the Tyreek Hill trade into consideration. Yep. Because he already was second in targets amongst all tight ends last season. Yep. And that was with Tyreek Hill on, on, on the field. A Juju Smith-Schuster is not going to take the same amount of, or get the same amount of targets from Patrick Mahomes as Tyreek Hill did because of their connection. So I'm actually going to expect that Travis Kelsey, this is my hot take, is going to lead tight ends in targets next season. I agree with you. And this was one of the, you know, as an aside, this was one of the main reasons why I was saying if the, if he is hurt, Kansas City is going to be in dire straits because he is going to be the number one receiver in that offense next year. No, almost no other options to me. They're all number two, twos after that. Nicole, uh, NBS, you know, Juju, they're all number two guys. Yeah. Now you got to assume that Kansas City is going to address the wide receiver position in, in the, the draft, draft, no? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In- Two first round picks, they should. Um, I kind of expect them to trade up in the first with both of those picks and, and grab a receiver. Although Andy Reid is so good at identifying receiver talent later in the draft, their defense does need help. They could trade down in the second and pick up one of those higher tier second guys to plug and play in their offense we'll see what happens yeah kansas city and the steelers are just so good at taking those late round wide receivers i mean wasn't antonio brown a sixth round pick overall 
or yep, six, yeah, six round. Yep. Uh, what, where, did, where was Tyreek Hill drafted? Like, I mean, he I was like mid. I want to say Tyreek was third or late fourth. I can, and I can. I think we should also throw out there. Travis Kelsey was a third round pick. Yep. It's George not like he too. was part of. Yeah, and, and I mean, Gronk was a second, right? So I mean, yep. that that's where it goes. Um, Gronk, yeah, Gronk was a high second though that was identified as a first round pick. Oh, he I don't know. Him. Greg Bedard didn't see it. Yeah, Greg Bedard doesn't see a lot. Did you see Gronk call him out today? No, I saw the tweet you retweeted though. Yeah, Gronk Gronk quote tweeted him and said, uh, "Tell me more, Greg." <laughs> <laughs> I always love Greg draft time when like you know that tweet's gonna come around. It was like when Devo Samuel uh, requested his trade yesterday in the the spotted at Logan Airport gift. Yeah, yeah. Just just our meme. I mean, meme just started oh, making oh. its way across. Always like I does. wait for it every trade deadline day. I wait for the spotted at Logan Airport meme just to go. That oh. guy, that guy, whoever took that picture and originally tweeted it, that guy, because you know whoever took that first was probably 100% serious, right? Oh, they yeah, probably absolutely. thought it was him. But that yeah. guy at the Hertz counter, I mean, he, you know how famous he is? Like, I would love to, if anybody knows who he is in real life and can send me his like Twitter or contact, I would love to have him on the show. Oh my god, you that would be awesome because like you said, I I mean if you do look at the photo, it does look like him, right? So oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the chat saying, Mike? Let's see what the chat is saying. Uh so Jose Lopez says Gonzalez and Gates are way better than Kelsey. Watch their highlights. I watched them both play. I don't need to watch their highlights, Jose, to be honest with you. Like I I watched b- both of them. I'm old enough. I have gray hair. Uh, I watched both of them play for a long time. Listen, I always said that that San Diego team with Philip Rivers, LT, uh, mean Ladamian Tomlinson, and and Antonio Gates, I've never seen a team squander so much talent and never even really sniff a Super Bowl. I think what they made it to the AFC Championship game once and got trounced by the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. I mean, played a couple different places, right? Um, he's actually not very popular in Kansas City, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I re- listen, I respect it. I respect it. People are going to have different opinions than me. That's fine. But I did watch them play, man. So um, there I am. Okay, let's clear it up. Let's get to uh, our next piece here. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, those Green Bay Packers. Because oh, you know, man. Michael, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Can't can't deny it. Uh, My he's guy. Also- He's your guy. You love him. Yeah, I love Out- him. You think he's outstanding, stand-up citizen. I mean, if you had a daughter, you'd want him dating your daughter. Oh, absolutely. Right? And it wouldn't be all about the money. <laughs> no, no, it'd be all about that personality. Uh, he's inoculated, though, so we're good. Um, yeah, immunized. Immunized. Immunized, sorry. That's what, yeah, he didn't say knock. He said immunized. Um, he's also one of the highest paid. And when you are one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, you're going to have cap casualties. So he continues his career, wants to make his third consecutive MVP bid, which I think means more to him now than Super Bowls, to be real for you, with you. Yep. Uh, so he takes all that money and they're like, hey, dude, if we pay you all this money, we got to get rid of Devontae Adams. If you want to win a Super Bowl, you can take a little less and, you know, we can pay Devontae. And he's like, hm, pay me. I don't care about Devontae Adams. Boom. Adams ends up in uh, Las Vegas. And I did work on a piece. Uh, a blog and a video that's going to be coming out tomorrow where I do the Patriots uh, prediction. Spoiler alert, I have them losing 
to Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Doesn't but I think that everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised with uh, the record I gave them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's my. That's cool. the hint. The hint and the spoiler. Uh, Sammy Watkins is not an upgrade over Devontae Adams by any means. Solid receiver. Solid depth guy. He's number two on most teams. Um, here's listen. Listen to this though. Okay. So yeah. last year, the Green Bay Packers were at Football Outsiders now had the total DVOA eighth in the NFL, 11.8%. Eighth best team DVOA. Offensively, second overall, 20.2%. The offense is what made them a respectable team. Defense ranked 22nd in the NFL, according to Football Outsiders. Special teams, league worst, 32nd. <laughs> they had a, the 19th easiest schedule. So they were like, Ooh. you know what I mean? They were almost in the bottom 10 or bottom 12 for easy schedules. Like they weren't in the top 15 for schedules. And they are the third favorite on DraftKings at plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl this season. Really? I have a lot to say about this, but I'm going to throw it to you first. If it's your money, are you going to put money on the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> They're, uh, wow. That, that number, to, I mean, I guess because the NFC is so weak, you know, they're banking a lot on Aaron Rodgers, but they had a stronger team last year, an easy schedule, and still collapsed to a bad 40. Well, I shouldn't say a bad 49ers team, but a mediocre 49ers team. I don't even want to say they collapsed. They were just totally beaten up by the 49ers. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Like, <clears throat> no matter how good that team has looked in the past, no matter how dominant they've been, no matter how many games they've won in the regular season, no matter, you know, whatever MVP season Aaron Rodgers put up, whatever MVP receiver, he made Randall Cobb look like a superstar. And Randall yes. Cobb was exposed after he left Green Bay. Um, mm -hmm. He was also 104 years old. So, you know, <laughs> give him a little bit of credit. So anyways, though, back to my original point, yet they lose in the playoffs when it comes yep. to winning the big game. So forget the stats, forget the, the team, forget that. That has to, and it doesn't matter if it's Mike McCarthy. It doesn't matter if it's Matt LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers is sort of that, um, that common denominator in, and I'm going to say that he doesn't really show up in a lot of those playoff games. I mean, I know he had his moments like against Arizona where he throws out big Hail Mary and everybody, does. you know, totes him the greatest of all time and yada, yada. But I mean, he really, he's really Peyton Manning vibes, right? Hey, you need a regular season quarterback. Aaron Rodgers need a playoff quarterback. Mm -mm. Yeah, no. And and then for the people going to be like, hey, he won a Super Bowl. That was in 2010. Yeah, 2010. More than a decade ago at this it's, point. We're going to the 2012 seasons. That was 12 years ago. Even Ooh. the Patriots had only had a 10 year gap between winning a, a their second dynasty, which is why I do call it two dynasties and not one 20 year dynasty. It's dynasty and then dynasty 2.0. Mm -hmm. um, that fact alone can uh, that fact combined with Devontae Adams now a Raider I mean they lost Scantling mm -hmm. so they legitimately have Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins to throw the football to yeah and one of their tight ends is half decent but he doesn't throw to tight ends that was with the beef that he had with Martellus Bennett's Right? He doesn't like to throw to tight ends. That's not an Aaron Rodgers thing. He's never been big on throwing to tight ends because you can't stack up the yards like you can when you throw to a receiver. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He may have to this year. He'll have to he'll have to change. 
he's gonna go into this season he's gonna look like shit because his team is shit and he's gonna retire again i can almost i can almost guarantee it dude i can almost guarantee it uh, and i'll be honest with you they have one of the best running tandems in the league so how much does that give to that offense in other words how much of a cushion does it give to aaron Rodgers? and i'm not trying to take away from aaron Rodgers again as being one of the better quarterbacks of all time but i'm saying in the current state that the packers are in again when you have two running backs like that come on it it, give, it does give your quarterback some leeway dude i'm gonna put aaron Rodgers one of the better quarterbacks right now yeah he could be the second or third best quarterback in the NFL currently, you know, probably behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. However, you talk about the tandem, you talk about the running back tandem. Yep. The issue is, and this is why I've always said that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't fit on a team, say like the new England Patriots, because if Bill Belichick turned around and said, Roger, Aaron, you're really good, but we're going to run Sony Michelle down this playoff stretch. He'd be like, no, you're not. Yeah, and that was one of the debates that kind of leaked out into the news, uh, you know, last playoff cycle, not this year, but uh, 2021 is, you know, Matt LaFleur wanted to run the football a little more and Aaron Rodgers had a temper tantrum about it. Yeah, because he wants to throw the ball 3,000 times. Do you think yeah. Tom Brady cared that, let's face it, it was the Sony Michelle show in the playoffs? No, no. No, he just wanted to win the Super Bowl. Do you think he cared that they won 13 to 3? Do you think he went home and said, Oh, this ring means nothing to me? We only we only put up 13 points? No. 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 Does he care that he didn't throw a touchdown in the playoffs? No. Or in the so Super Bowl, I mean? No. Because no. Tom Brady, here's the thing, dude. And I we talk about this all the time, right? There's guys that do this because it's their job and all they want to do is get paid. We know that. Exactly. Yep. There's guys like Rogers, so like guys like that would be like i'm trying to think of, there's players out there that we know that this is just a job to them i mean so to me that was rebus right rebus yes Island. he yes it was a job he was a gun for hire yeah and he i don't think he cared that he won a super bowl that's why he went back to the jets for a trillion dollars and knew they weren't right. gonna win a game um he was all about he was all about making money yep Le'Veon bell is another guy was yep. about all about making money. Gun gun for hire, yep. And I and I don't I don't hate those guys to be honest with you. I don't no. hate those guys. You know what? This is their job. They want to get paid. They're like, "Hey, you go to work, I go to work." Exactly. Especially, so, especially just quick quickly. I know I kind of crapped on them in the chat today. Running backs especially, they deserve to get paid. So actually, when it comes to money, Le'Ve what Le'Veon Bell did, I actually kind of respect them for it. And he in was one way. of the he he I think opened up the door for a lot of these current guys and what they're doing with their contracts now. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I think like a lot of players in the NFL, not just running backs, a lot of players in the NFL need to throw some money at Le'Veon Bell because he was really like one of the first high-profile guys in the modern era. We know some older guys did it, but the modern era to do right. it. Some of the older guys like Deion Sanders, where it was like we're going to sit out and not play for a team. They don't want to play for a team, right? Like, right. but you know what I mean? Like these guys are this, but anyways, so you got those kind of guys, which I'm fine with. Then you got the, like the Aaron Rodgers, where, okay, he won a Super Bowl, but let's pretend he never won a Super Bowl. When he finished career, guys are going to be like, Aaron, are you disappointed? You never won a Super Bowl? Oh, I got looking at my six MVP trophies up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I think it's all about individual accolades. Oh, it's all, it's all about his ego. He's a oh, big yeah, it's ego feed guy. It. Feed the ego, feed the ego. Right. Right, and and a good way to put that is for Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's all about the moment. For for a guy like Tom Brady, 
once he closes the book, he's a guy who will reflect on that. So two different types of ego. I see two big egos, but Brady's got the ego of like, I don't care about the individual accolades. Right. At the end of the day, when you're looking at your MVP trophies, I'm looking at my Super Bowl trophies. I'm looking at my Super Bowl ring because a lot of those guys buy the Lombardi after they win it because you can buy it at, at Tiffany's. Tiffany's makes the Lombardi trophy. I don't know if people know that. Um, you know, that's like if Brady did throw the one that went into the ocean, they could have just bought another one. It's, oh, not like would, the Stan- yeah. it's not like it's the Stanley Cup where they just hand out one trophy and, you know, like everybody gets it for day. It's the same trophy. Like it's, the Lombardi trophy is a new trophy every single year. Do they still keep the dented one? At Gillette yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah they never fixed it. They never fixed it. They wanted awesome. to keep it as a part of it. But here's, so that's what I'm getting at. Like, so Brady is the type of ego where he's like, I want championships. He's the guy who's like, He's coming. He's not coming back to be like, look, I'm 45 playing football. He's coming back to be like, look, I was the 199th overall pick because seven Super yeah. Bowl championships later, he's still carrying that chip on his shoulder. Exactly. And to go back to your my, your sorry, let me want to finish my let me just sure, finish my sure. one point. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was 199th overall pick. My success has been tied to Bill Belichick. Right. Like, no, I'm gonna yeah. go to Tampa. I'm gonna win a Super Bowl. I won one. I'm gonna win another one. And just Hell really yeah. cement that my success had nothing to do with Bill. And because that's my ego. And I'm okay with that too. I'm just, I'm comparing the different types of egos in the NFL. So you got guys who want to make money. You've got the yep. Aaron Rodgers of the world that are like just selfish and they want accolades and they want MVPs. And then you have the the Bradys that are those ultimate competitors where the only thing that matters is championships. I, I totally agree with you. And I was going to say, going back to your very first opening thing there about, you know, Devonte Adams getting paid. I feel like if the, you know, that was Tom Brady, I know the money's a little out of whack now, but you know, Tom Brady would have been like, no, 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 we need to find a way to get Devonte his money. And Brady would have taken some extension. Right. That would have been like a five-year deal where he was going to make like $8 in the fifth year. Yeah. But had exactly. a chance to go on a run and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Plus, Tom Brady never would have taken a contract like that this late in the game to completely. I'm, I'm still his convinced team. that Brady wanted more money from the Patriots at the end just to stick it to Belichick. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah. I, no, I no, think no. that there was so much bad blood by that point that he was just like, pay me. You want me to try to win you a championship? Pay me because you showed me no respect. Like, well, they also the underpaid him for, you know like five well did they underpay him or did he agree like did he say pay me less right right i don't like and again and i'm going to point out that he made 230 million dollars in his career with the new england patriots the dude's not on food stamps no right i mean not not, none of them are that's one of the reasons aaron Rodgers' contract bugs the shit out of me you know it's like dude you've made a crap load of money so you clearly don't want to win because you know they're detracting from you no but no exactly but i think like I think Mahomes is all about Super Bowls. I don't know about you. I was just going to say that. I think, you know, we'll have to see about Patrick, but I think he's going to be one of those guys that's actually driven more by accolades, uh, you know, i.e. Super Bowl. Than the MVP. Like, he'd rather not win another MVP, but match Brady in Super Bowls type of thing. Because I really do. I think it's all about winning for him. Yeah. I don't hate Patrick Mahomes as much as I used to. I'm going to be real with you. No, I, I, and I never really, I never understood the hate for him. I think it was of, more because of the Chiefs fans. Yeah. The same way that people hate on Josh Allen now, right? And I think yeah. Buffalo Bills fans, for the most part, the newer fans, like not the Mario's of the world, but some of these, these really hyper fans are one of the reasons, right? Like, 
guy the other day told me he's like, "Oh, well, the Patriots are a poverty franchise," and I'm like, "Dude, the Patriots, the Patriots won six Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, relax, all right? Just like relax." It's all about envy and jealousy too, right? As soon as you see like that, especially like I'll use Patriots fans as an example, even when Tom Brady was still playing here, you know, we saw the Chiefs creeping up and like automatically like, oh, that's a threat to us. We have to hate them. It's like, oh no, oh no, exactly. And then they, they got a little, it was like, remember how much we hated the Eagles? Oh my Remember gosh. how much we hated, you know what I mean? Like you hated the Seahawks, you mad bro, right? Like, yeah. like I mean, we hated Richard Sherman, hated him with a passion, yeah. right? So yeah, right. absolutely. Okay, so let's wrap this all up now. We've, sure. we've, we've we've determined that that Aaron Rodgers is a is a selfish prick that only wants an MVPs, doesn't care about Super Bowls. Uh, the Packers are plus one thousand. We think that Aaron Rodgers' ego will actually hold them down. We've already started to see it because of the Devontae Adams moves, uh, letting Devontae Adams walk so he can make more money. We don't think he's going to allow Matt Lafleur to run the football. He's probably going to check out of every run play out there. They're going to have one receiver on the field. He's going to call a run. He's going to call a pass play and have fullbacks going out for passes. Um, dude, I'm going to tell you my opinion first. I wouldn't bet on the Packers to win the Super Bowl even at plus one thousand. Even if you no. gave me plus five thousand, gave me that kind of value. I wouldn't bet the Packers win the Super Bowl with your money, let alone my money. No, I wouldn't. I No, I'd be shocked if they did. Shocked. What's the chat saying, Michael? Let's see what the chat's saying. Oh, man. Going to go back. Jose says again. Uh, let's see how Kelsey does without the cheetah Tyreek. I think he's going to actually be, he's going to flourish without Tyreek Hill. That's, that's my opinion. And I think that's why, especially from a fantasy standpoint, that's why he's even more attractive to me because I think that Mahomes is going to try to force feed him. And I think Andy Reid is going to call up plays that's going to put Kelsey in an optimal position. Very much like, don't forget, there was a long time. You can't turn around and say that Gronk uh, flourished because of Julian Edelman. If anything, Julian Edelman flourished because of Gronkowski. Yes. And there wasn't it's not like there was all this talent around Gronk he just went out and dominated now different different players let's face it like different players yes. but I bet you I will see a lot of Kelsey rubbing like he's gonna block and then go out for passes and then he's and if he gets one-on-one -on -one with linebackers and if he stays in blocks that's what he's gonna get or one-on-one -on -one with defensive ends he's gonna be in optimal positions to receive the football like I said for the last six seasons going all the way back to 2016 reminding everybody that that means Alex Smith Alex Smith before he finally got to Patrick Mahomes in 2018 1,125 yards with Alex Smith as his quarterback 1,038 yards with Alex Smith as his quarterback then he goes 1336 1229 1415 1125 touchdowns going back to 2016 4 8 10 5 11 9 so obviously Patrick Mahomes increased I he scored 10 with uh oh no 8 with with Alex Smith so yeah no it, it's he's just too good all right, guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash DPN sports. Here's what you get. You get direct access to me. I DM with the guys on, on Patreon all the time. We have lots of great chats. Um, you also get all your comments and questions answered on every podcast, Monday through Thursday. And then Friday night, you get the chance to come on screen with producer Michael and I. Uh, Mario already said, send me the link for Friday night. He's going to come pop by. And... Uh, we have uh, this night. We invite we invite uh, Connor to come. He never shows up. We invite Lawrence to come, and uh, we have a hangout two hours, seven thirty till nine thirty every Friday night. 
Um, so yeah, it's a good sign. Let's week it for five bucks a month. And then next Thursday for the ultimate draft party live on our YouTube pages, all three of them, Dear Pats Nation, Ray Route Web, and Ray Route Sports. Um, I'm also going to see if I can get us live on DeanBlundell.com as well, oh, trying wow. to figure that out. Um, I think I can. I think I have to write a blog and then post a link and it'll just keep posting, but we'll have the live feed running there as well. Um, yeah, I think that we're going to have a good time and you can come hang out with us by being a Patreon member, patreon.com slash DPN sports, uh, five bucks a month. All right. Uh, one of these questions, I don't know if I know, I can't answer. Maybe Mike can, uh, but the first one comes from articulate. Well, I'm going to ask the hard one first. <laughs> Articular pack six says, who do you see being potential UDFAs for the Pats? Oh, Oh, like boy. your face was fucking awesome. Your oh. eyes just pop because that's exactly what my eyes did when I read it this afternoon. I was like, oh my God. So there, there is one guy. There is one name. Uh, Slade Bolden. Uh, he's basically a slot receiver that plays for Alabama. They've kind of been pumping his tires. as like the, uh, you know, like Wes Welker type of guy. I could see him being a UDFA that comes to the Patriots. That's about it. I've heard about the Slade Bolden main mainly through Twitter. Um, Michael's having a conversation. So sorry, guys, I got confused for a second. Um, mainly through Twitter, dude. I don't know who the top draft picks are going to be this year, let alone who the hell is going to be a UDFA. So I appreciate your your question, and I'm happy that Mike had an answer for you because I had no idea. You have to go, Mike. You okay? All right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my dog was doing something screwy, so somebody uh, came in and told me I should be worried, and then I said, "No, he's just being—he's just being a dog. Don't worry." What's about he it. doing? He's doing husky things. He's howling at the moon. <laughs> and they said, "Be worried about it. What the vampires are coming?" Yeah, don't. Yeah, he's being a dog. All right, we got another—we uh, got another question here that says, and I love this one, Mike. Can we start a fund for the draft to make sure Ray is having a really good time by the time the Pats are up for the draft? Oh, we do. We don't need a fund for that. The the Patreon money this month is going to Ray having fun at the draft party. It's don't exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's actually the YouTube money. I'm fuck paying the bills. I'm just gonna. <laughs> we might not have a show after because I won't pay the Streamyard bill, but there's gonna be a lot of THC and a lot of alcohol in my system. We're gonna have a good time. I love the draft, man. I love the draft party. It's the only time I drink, and I drink by myself. At least I'm in a like a different office now. Last year was bad drinking by myself in the basement. <laughs> and don't forget too, for those of you who have never attended one of the draft parties before, after the after we get oh after we get done uh, hearing the American national anthem on TV, I sing the Canadian national anthem for everybody. I'm usually nice and loopy by then, and uh, you oh, get a shit. rendition of the Canadian national anthem. I don't actually know the new anthem. We changed the words, and I don't know some of the new words. So you're gonna get um, the old anthem. That that reminds me. Uh, since we're going to be on Dean Blundell, are they going to make us cover the CFL draft if that happens then? Dean, like, pays me to talk bad about... I'm like, dude, I hate... You saw it when he was here, and I showed him that video of himself beefing up CFL. He's like, I've never been to an Argos game. <laughs> that one take. That's the best. I love that he's like, they wanted to do it somewhere else. He's like, nope, we're going to do it here in my office. Yeah. I feel like I should cover the NFL or the CFL next or this year, just like in uh, whatever. All right, dude. Um, did you know? Probably not. 
or sorry, is there anybody? Is there anything in the chat? The chat saying anything? Anything we Let's want to cover see. in the chat? Um, are, we, are we still talking about Travis Kelsey? Well, delusional Patriots fan says Derek, Derek Young, wide receiver, Lenora Rhyme University. Oh, another Lenora Rhyme. Isn't that where uh, Kyle Duggar came from? Maybe. Um, I'll take a look into that. And maybe we can talk about it on the Patreon tomorrow. I'm pretty sure Kyle Duggar University. Or Ray is just going to look at it right now. It's fine. Yeah. It's supposed to be Mike's job to look up this kind of stuff, but I think it's Lenora Rhyme. It was. It was Lenora Rhyme University. It's okay. a Division two school. The one thing I will say about the UDFA thing I probably could have brought up is I think there are going to be a lot of UDFAs for the Patriots this year. I think they're going to bring in a lot of UDFA corners. I think they're going to bring in a lot of UDFA linebackers, and I think they're going to bring in a lot of wide receivers. And do they do they continue on their streak of like 768 straight seasons of of having a UDFA make the make the roster? I don't think they did last year, did they? You did. Um, I can't remember who, but they did. Uh, I would I would say that the chance is very great this year, especially uh, there's a certain wide receiver from uh, the great state of Arizona that's probably not going to be on the team shortly. Nikhil Harry? Are you telling hey. me that they're going to get rid of Harry? They're going to get rid of him. All right. Okay. So All right. did you know, and I just want one word answers. I don't need some big, long mic explanation after each question. Okay. Oh my God. We no, need you I'm to just... talk more. Don't talk. Oh, by the way, I want one. <laughs> no, I need you to know what I'm setting up here. All right. Fair enough. Did you know that nobody wants to play for Bill Belichick? Absolutely no one. Nope. Did you know that the only reason that anybody ever signed with the New England Patriots was because they wanted to play with Tom Brady? Absolutely. So riddle me this, Batman. I am Batman. I couldn't be Superman with the right stat. Uh, never mind. I was gonna. I was gonna quote the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I I couldn't be. Uh, I couldn't be Superman, but with the right startup capital, I could be Batman. You could be Batman. Yeah. How? I'm Batman. See. <laughs> uh, Sheldon Devon... running around in the uh, Flash costume after yes, he's had a shitload yes. of coffee. Best I love. Ever. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> love Big Bang Theory is probably like my all-time favorite sitcom. It's it's really good. Okay, so Devontae Parker traded yep. by the by the Miami Dolphins to the Patriots. Yes, sir. Met with the media today. Now there was this rumor circulating, and he that they were like, "Hey, Parker wanted to play for the, he wanted to play for the Patriots." Him and his agent set it up that the trade happened between Miami and New England, and we we're like, "Yeah, right." He wanted to yeah, come to the Patriots, yeah, yeah. and Miami was just like, "Sure." Fine. It had nothing to do with the Patriots giving up a third round pick, who a lot of people believe is an overpay. I do not. I think it was a good exchange. I, I agree. Met with the media today says this quote I chose to get traded here and I'm looking forward to it. End quote. Mic drop. Yeah. Boom. Incredible. Incredible. Remember, remember when Jabril Pepper said this like a week ago? He was like, I wanted to play for Bill Belichick. I wanted to play in this defensive system. That's why I signed here. Do you remember that? I do. Do you remember last year when Jalen Mills like geeked out over Bill playing with Bill Belichick? Remember when Kendrick Bourne was like, I've always idolized Bill Belichick. Remember when, it, when last year when Odell Beckham Jr. was like, I came this close to signing with the Patriots because I love Bill Belichick. Just, you know, there was no chance to win a Super Bowl that year. So I went to the Rams and won a Super Bowl. Remember that? 
remember when uh you know hunter henry came in you know and was like i can't wait to play for bill yeah even after they signed johnny smith he was after like you know they, yeah he's like bill approached me and he's like hey we already got johnny but here's our plan and he's like well yeah i want to play for you yep crazy no one wants to play for bill though not not a soul there's no fun in new england even though kendrick Bourne said it's like one of the funnest environments he's been a part of yeah no they're just they're just you know they smell cologne left from tom brady in the halls and that's enough to keep them there you know what? i feel like tomorrow that the bill belichick fanboy and fangirl shirt is going up on the website i think we Ooh, need to maybe i'll get one because people were the other day in the comments said something that we're just delusional bill belichick fanboys or something like that so actually so i just saw uh you know somebody brought this up in the chat matt judon clearly revered tom brady enough to sign with the patriots even after he was here because when you know pu- <laughs> when he was like i'm sick of talking about yep. what do you want me to do kiss his ass yep. <laughs> what do you want us to say that was probably like one of the best answers in the world and i think by, and i don't and i remember people were just like oh here great here we go here we go why are you talking bad about tom brady like every patriots fans got so mad at him but i got it it was probably like his three thousandth question in three weeks because they started talking about the Brady return week one. (laughs) And he's just like, what do you want? I was like, what do you want the guy to say? Yeah, Brady's going to come in and lay the smack down on us. Yeah, and and Matt Judon, like you said, finally had enough. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to kiss the effers rings. Like, I've had enough of this crap. First of all, Matt Judon played for the Ravens and hated the Patriots. And he Mm -hmm. said he hated the Patriots. And he probably hated Tom Brady that much more. Oh, absolutely. Like, it was his job to kill Tom Brady. Well, when he sacked him in the game this year or last year at Gillette Stadium, that was probably his biggest celebration of them all in the rain. That's like my favorite picture in the rain of him doing his, you know, yeah. his thing. It's fantastic. Anyways, back to Devontae Parker. Yeah. Are you surprised? We don't hear a lot of like offensive players like that. Like guys like, no, I wanted to go to the Patriots. You said a lot of good things about Mac Jones this year. Why though? Let me ask you this, Mike, you're a Patriots fan. You're a bit of a homer, but a big of a negative homer on top of that. Why does Devontae Parker look at the Patriots and be like, that's the team I want to go to? Um, I think it's stability. The, the Dolphins may be good right now, but we've seen, you know, and I think, uh, you know, your boy master at work put out a good illustration of this. Every time they acquire a couple of good players every few years, the Dolphins seem to be on this parade of like, oh, this is our time. And then it just falls through. Whereas I think the Patriots, again, other than maybe the Steelers are this beacon of stability throughout the league. Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are a beacon of stability throughout the league. And I think there is still that reputation. And I think it is still valid that they have the ability to rehab people's careers and put them in good positions. Yeah, and if anybody hasn't seen that video, it was right after the Tyreek Hill trade uh, over on Master at Work's YouTube channel. Uh, Fantastic. Just an absolutely fantastic video. It was great. Yeah, great video. But um, if you like trash talking, you got to go check it out. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I was really thinking about it. I was like, okay, like take take my fandom out of the equation. There's no way Mac Jones is an attractive quarterback at this point of his career. Like there's not, it's not like he came out and exploded like Patrick Mahomes did, right? Correct. Like Patrick yep. Mahomes became a guy after his first year playing full-time in the NFL that was like, Dude, that's a guy who's probably going to attract people. Aaron Rodgers was a guy that you're like, he's probably going to attract people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Mac Jones was solid. Yep. Played a very Tom Brady-like offense. Didn't play very Tom Brady-like. Like, there wasn't that clutch gene. If anything, I would go on the line and say that Mac Jones kind of shut down in the big moments rather than explode in the big moments. That's no knock on him. He's a rookie quarterback. Right. And again, we know, and to all the people that are going to say you're hating on Mac right now, like, listen, we never saw Brady play his first year. And there was a lot of reports that, you know, you know, uh, from what's his name? The former uh, o- uh, DC. Uh, Romeo Cornell? No, no, no. Matt um, Patricia? Brian Flores? On, uh, FS1. Or OC. Uh, uh, OC. Oh, Charlie Weiss. No. Charlie Weiss. When they won uh, the Super Bowls? It, it'll it'll come to me. Uh, I've named every OC that they had since Brady's been there. Charlie Weiss. Then they had... Who's the guy that uh, he had the falling out with? Bill O'Brien? No, he was the coach of the Jets. Oh no, no, nah, no, nah, nah, that wasn't the OC. That was um uh who 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 um ratted out the Flategate. Uh yeah. oh my god. Not no. the Flategate, Spygate. Uh Spygate, sorry, Spygate. Either way, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, name, yeah, yeah. name escapes me because I'm old and tired right now. Um He was in the OC for the Patriots. I thought he was for No, no, no. For a period of time. It went Charlie Weiss, it went Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels. Bill O'Brien, Mangini, Josh Mangini. Yeah, Eric Mangini. Mangini. Yeah, but he yeah. was never the OC. Uh, yeah, I meant to say. I thought he was like the... De- was he just a defensive like assistant for a while? No. Wasn't he like a GM? Wasn't he like one of the players? No, 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 no. He, look, no. anyways, make your point. I'll look I'll look up, up. I'm looking it up. Make your point. forgot my point now. He said something oh, on FS1. Eric, so Eric Mangini said that if you saw Tom Brady year one in rookie camp, how he looked... You would never expect him to be the quarterback that he was because he looked, I'm not going to say terrible, but he did not look good. So, again. So, he was a defensive coordinator in 2005. Okay. Um, Either way, again, we didn't see Brady play his rookie year. We've seen Mac play his rookie year. So, do I expect a leap from Mac? Potentially. Yeah, yeah. So, again, to get, get people off you thinking that you're a hater. You're not a hater. I think you're just... No, I wasn't. I think I'm just being realistic. Yeah. Are people, because if you're a Patriots fan, are you really looking at Mac Jones right now and going like, are you like, okay, to me, he's like a tier two, tier three quarterback at the moment, right? Like tier one is the upper echelons, which is probably Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, like one, two, three, four. Then you have the next layer, which is like Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, uh, who could be a tier one at the end of this year? Uh, Lamar Jackson, who you know could be a tier one eventually, and then you start to get into the Mac Jones. Uh, I don't want to say Jimmy Garoppolo; it's kind of disrespectful. I think now people have Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys being those tier threes. That doesn't mean he can't jump up to a tier two this year. I don't know if Mac Jones is ever going to be a tier one. I think that we're going to expect him to be... I think he's going to make his bread and butter of being more of a game manager than Tom Brady was. A game, and as long as he can be a game manager that can come through when it really counts. And I know there's people that are going to be out there be like, oh, there were so many games that he put the Patriots in the position to win. The defense didn't get it done. No. There were so many games when he let the Patriots fall behind by like 14, 17 points, got it within seven points after the defense held firm with no points for two quarters and then were absolutely exhausted the fourth quarter and kind of got those 
you know, whatever yards. So anyways, I was just trying to figure out offensively. The only thing I could think about with Parker is he looked at the offense and said, I'm better than Aguilar. I'm better than Bourne. I'm better than Myers. I can be a true number one receiver. I'm not going to be a number one with Waddle and Tyreek Hill in Miami. Exactly. And I think I think that's part of it. I think, again, he respects New England. I think he probably has a, a vendetta against the Dolphins. So he probably said, I'm going to prove to you twice a year that I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. Why not go saw- to Buffalo then? Buffalo could have afforded him. They had Crowder already. They probably didn't want him. Yeah, but is Crowder a 50-50 guy? Yeah, but was, you know, was Miami going to, or I'm sorry, was Buffalo going to give up a third and a fifth to get him? I would have, maybe. Mm. I mean, think about, they would have, imagine they had a lineup of Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Parker, and Crowder. They not have been in on him, period. No, I know, but but the agent could have figured something out. Yeah, probably. And I'll put this on the table, too. Let's say there were two options. And they're next year's picks, too, right? They're not even this year's picks. Uh, we got the fifth this year. And we they get the third up, next year. And we uh, we gave up the compensatory third for J.C. Jackson. So we actually we gave up like... We gave up nothing. The Patriots gave... Yeah, yeah, I know. You hate <laughs> the verbiage. Mr. Grammar, uh, police. I just I, I say we sometimes, too, and I try not to, but I hate the we. Like, yeah. when I see guys online, like, yeah. oh, we did this, we did that. I'm like, yeah. you did nothing. Yes. No. <laughs> the, the so Patriots. the Patriots gave up a compensatory third next year, which is actually a bottom of the third round. So basically a fourth round pick, which, again, they gave up pretty a comp. good. How can you give up a comp when you don't know if you're getting a comp? Well, I think they hope that they gave up the comp, <laughs> you know, knock on wood. All right. Okay. Um, what's the chat say, Mike? Let's see what the chat is saying. So Brian Lynch says he was number 11 PFF graded last year. Top 10 plus isn't unrealistic. Uh, We're talking about Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, used and I say this all the time. Take PFF with a grain of salt. Um, Yeah, he could be a top 10. Top 10 doesn't put you in the tier one, though. Top 10 brings you up to a tier two, in my opinion. Um, if you're number 10, I said he could jump to number two next year. Absolutely. He could regress next year. You know what I mean? We don't know. Um, I'm hoping I'm optimistic. And I think it's realistic to believe that Mac Jones will be a tier two quarterback next year, that he'll be better than he was in year one, that he'll win some games. I don't think he's ever going to be seen as a top five. He could be a Matthew Stafford. Stafford's a top 10, but never fighting for top three or four. You know what I mean? He's always around that six, seven. He's always around that, you know, nine, 10, you know, seven, eight kind of markings. Um, I would be more than satisfied if he were to mimic Matthew Stafford. I don't mean do nothing in New England and get traded to another super team and win. Please, please, please no. But if he looked like Matt, like I know people have like been like, oh, he's like Matt Ryan. I'm like, he plays nothing like Matt Ryan. If anything, no. he's closer to Matthew Stafford than he is to anything else. Um, I think he could, yeah, he could easily be in that sort of that sort of tier with like a Matt Ryan or um, uh, I'm a Stafford. Who I've been shitting on for him two months. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. Listen, I'm not gonna get into the you know where he stands. The only thing I will kind of where caution- he could stand. Right, where he could stand. The one thing I'm going to tell Patriots fans right now, because there's going to be a giant uproar if the Patriots start losing next year, Mac Jones isn't the guy. Mac Jones could progress, but the AFC 
has taken such a seismic jump forward or a cosmic jump forward that it may just look make the Patriots as a team look bad. So again, I'm just I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm going to so I'm gonna set up I'm gonna set up my video that's coming out at 2 p.m. tomorrow on the YouTube page or 2 p.m. tomorrow on DeanMundell.com. I'm gonna private chat you the Patriots record that I predicted for next season. Okay. I do not want you to reveal it. You gotta watch the episode or watch the video to see it. So I'm not gonna okay. reveal it. You gotta watch it tomorrow. But I'm gonna private chat it to you, and I just want you to give the reaction and say you're on to something or you're crazy or whatever it may be. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. That's the record I came up with this year. Wow. Um... <laughs> wow. I knew it. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> I think you're on to something there. In a bad uh, way? You think, I, I, you think I'm way too optimistic? I will have to look at the schedule again. I want you to watch the video tomorrow because I go through okay. who they beat and who they lose to. And okay. I think you're going to agree with me. All right. Well, and I we'll do have... put the I do put caveats on there that a couple games could be wins and a couple that I picked as losses and a couple games could be losses. I I, I will. And I have pointed this. out that I said they're going to lose to the Vegas. I think this is the perfect environment for Bill Belichick to be in. He's going to bring in a lot of people this year. You know, I described my scenario with a lot a lot of UDFAs. They're bringing in a lot of people. He can have his team come in as the underdogs, which is kind of what they did in the early two thousands. And this is where he loves to be. He loves to build up his team to shut out the noise. You're the underdogs. Everybody thinks you suck. Prove them wrong. So if if anything, I think you're on to something because I think it's going to give Bill Belichick a good... Bill Belichick needs to have a good coaching season. And I think he's going to. Your face. For those on the audio podcast, Mike made a face when he saw my prediction. It was hilarious. For anybody who's like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Watch the video tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time, coming out on the Deer Pass Nation YouTube page. You can find it on DeanBundell.com. You can, uh, yeah, you can find Yeah, only on the Deer Pass Nation YouTube page, not on other YouTube pages. Those are just for the live streams so we can get all across the internet. Um, okay, let's, let's get into this. Mark Andrews, number 17 overall. Uh, ranked for this year's fantasy draft. Let me give you his stats last year. Has his first 1,000-yard season, 1,361 yards, targeted 153 times, 107 receptions, uh, nine touchdowns overall, so he would have been tied with Travis Kelsey. That's uh, according to Fantasy Pros. Let me look at PFF. First in targets, first in receptions, first in receiving yards, and again, tied for first with Travis Kelsey in... Um, in, in touchdowns with nine uh, overall grade 91.5 he had a 91 receiving grade a 56.9 rushing grade which means I think Kelsey had two rushes last year and um, one carry for Mark Andrews so again a 91 receiving grade so that's probably his you know his score right there uh, listen I say that Travis Kelsey is one of the safest picks ever and I am yep. still picking Travis Kelsey over Mark Andrews. I'm going to lay my argument out for you right now. Okay. Sure. Yep. 2020, 701 yards. 2019, 882 yards. 2018, 29, sorry, 2018, 552 yards. 2020, he was also, he dropped the ball so many times yeah. in 2018. I'm going to see if I can find 
I'm looking at his um his career stats right now. So I'm pretty sure he had a shitload of drops in 2020. That's that's one of that's one of the knocks against him is he has a ton of drops. Now he gets a ton of targets because he's you know the be- best quote unquote receiver on the team, but he does have a lot of drops. Going to another website, and uh, I know we'll have it. But now I hope this works. Player profiler was not working uh, this week, all week, as I tried to look up players. The the funny thing too though is. You know, so if we look at it, Travis Kelsey could be a descending tight end. Is Mark Andrews obviously an ascending tight end? So is he gonna, you know, work to fix those issues? We'll we'll see what happens. There. Is he ascending though? I mean, he's in his what fifth season? He's going into his fifth season now. He's twenty six years old. I guess he's ascending, or is he what he is? I think he still has some room to grow there. So I'm Especially- looking at his. I'm looking at his 2020 uh, analytics and or metrics over on Player Profiler, and he was ninth in receptions, fifth in receiving yards. This is 2020. Mm-hmm. Where's his drops? His true catch, ooh, his true catch rate number 30 amongst all tight ends. Hold on, 80... I want to address something. Delusional Patriots fan. I'm reading. I'm reading all your comments. I'm reading all the comments, sir. Why did you say "LOL"? Stop disguising. What? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know, man. Anyway, who's reading? I'm not reading anything. No, I'm. I'm reading all the all these comments. So I don't know if that's what he's referring to. Maybe he's saying I can't read. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not great at reading, but I can read. I can read like anything that's like 20 words or less usually. That's why I like Ray's blogs. They're pretty concise. <laughs> like three paragraphs. <laughs> They're literally like three to four paragraphs. Nothing else. <laughs> I hate long. That's because I hate reading long blogs. I hate when I click on a story and it's like 17 paragraphs. I'm like, no, no, I ain't, I ain't reading this. Looks down at the page. Uh, TLDR. He had three drops in 2020. Okay, so that's not terrible. That's brutal. That's brutal, dude. <laughs> I mean, how ca- many? He had a true catch radius of 84.1. So a true catch rate is it yeah. divides your total receptions by total catchable targets. So what happens? This is why I like player profiler because what they do is is they take away the catches that are catchable. Or that are not catchable. So like if gotcha. if the quarterback throws it at your shoe top, yeah, that's yeah. actually that's considered a, a non catch for you. Yep. Eighty four point one. Your true catch radius needs to his catch rate, just his straight catch rate without the mathematics, sixty five percent. Oh, what was Kelsey's by comparison? Because I think you said Kelsey had three or four drops as well. Twenty twenty one, Kelsey had like I said had an un. Well, let me look yeah. at Mark Andrews 2021. Cause I remember his drops in 2020. And yeah. what I really remember in 2020, because I was on Sportscaster at the time and uh my boy Joe was a was a fan of the the Ravens. Yep. Him dropping well, touchdown passes. I mean, so they he had targeted an 88.4 catch rate, okay. which was ninth in the league. He had six drops in 2021. Oh brutal. Okay, let me look at. Um, let me and look. Two at, of them were on those like game, you know, 
pending uh yeah two-point yeah. conversions brutal let me look at yeah he had the drop against uh in the two-pointer that's right now let me look at travis kelsey's metrics his true catch rate is in 2021 so he had six drops in 2021 so just same but he had an 89.3 in 2021 catch radius true catch radius in 2020 and again i maybe it wasn't an off year maybe kelsey drops a lot of passes um his true catch rate was 89 percent in 2020 one drop in 2020 okay like i said last year seemed to be a bit of an anomaly for travis kelsey and it was more the beginning Mm -hmm. of the season he kind of got things together 2019 2019 was bad his true catch radius was 85.1. He had seven drops. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so you're picking mm-hmm. at whatever, number 16. And Travis, Ke- you decide because it's you. You're going tight end. I know you are. Yes. Yes, I and am. And Travis Kelsey it. and Mark Andrews is on the board. Who are you taking? Travis Kelsey. It's not even. Yeah, not me even too. It's not, not even, even close. It's not no. even close to me. Like, no. it's. I don't know why. Maybe I should be wrong. I just and I and again and I also I have to put the quarterback into into play too. I was I was just gonna say I'm, we're gonna sound like Lamar haters, but I'm gonna. Who's the and better guys, quarterback? I like Lamar Jackson, so nobody yeah. give me that that ish. Right. However, uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is better than him. Patrick Mahomes oh, is yeah. the second is the second best quarterback in the NFL. All right, let's finish this off. We're back here. We're back to running backs. Oh, my favorite. I know it is. Uh, I, he's actually, we skipped number 18 because we've already done Stefan Diggs. Okay. Um, and we did Stefan Diggs because we were trying to do a Buffalo show for Mario last week. We didn't yeah, the, oh, yeah. no, sorry. What's the chat saying? We got one more for the chat. We need one for All the right, chat. I forgot, I forgot about that. We're going to the chat before every segment. One one comment. Okay. Uh, Delusion page said, would Andrews have been better, same, or worse with Lamar? And that's a good question, right? I think he would have been the same, in my opinion. Slightly um, better. Slightly better. But I, I don't, don't know. I mean, much. he dropped passes, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Tyler Huntley is no slouch, so unbelievable you know what i mean can i throw out a hot take sure thank you for the comment by the way you can keep it up there because we're still kind of addressing it okay we'll take it away when we're done do you think there's a possibility or at least do you think that baltimore uses huntley as leverage against lamar when he's like this is the money i want and they're like dude we basically got out of huntley what we got out of you yeah, I think that's a, I think that is a, and they put a first round tender on him. They didn't put a joke of a, ten, a tender on him. That's a pretty expensive. Uh, yeah, I uh, feel like he's a very expensive. I think that he's a backup plan, and I think. Yeah. I think. Oh my God, let's go! I gotta go. Super hot. I gotta Blame do this man. because this this might be a, a TikTok piece right here. Here's my hot take. I think that there is a very real possibility that the Baltimore Ravens will let Lamar Jackson walk and go with Tyler Huntley as their quarterback if Lamar's contract expectations are unrealistic in Baltimore's eyes. And the crowd goes wild. Um, what do you think? Is that a hot take? You. I agree with you. Is that too hot? No, no, because in the era of everything's expensive, 
if they could get three first round picks for Lamar Jackson and manage with Tyler Huntley for, you know, a year or two or longer and look for a replacement, this is also going to be the new NFL. Move your high pro- profile assets if they're asking for too much money and get a ton of draft capital. Well, it's weird, right? Because if you remember a few couple months ago when we had nothing at all to talk about, and I pulled up the what is your weirdest sports take that actually makes sense. And I said the Patriots, and I stole it from Ben Valen. I fully admit it. <laughs> I said that the Patriots should draft a quarterback every five years. Yeah. And never pay quarterback. Let Mac Jones walk after five or trade him after four. And then draft your new quarterback the next year. So take a team that's got the first overall pick and be like, you want Mac Jones? Yep. Because he's a proven commodity. And then go draft your quarterback. That was my sort of like hot, weird take that kind of made sense. And that could be the new NFL. Or you go sign like a Matthew Stafford for one year or a Matt Ryan to try to bridge you. The same way the Patriots did with Cam Newton. Try to get your bridge quarterback for one year until you draft your... Well, it didn't work with Cam, but I'm saying bring in your bridge, right? Bring in your bridge veteran, which I think Atlanta is doing with Marcus Mariota this year. They're bringing in their bridge veteran. Um, I think they think that they can compete with Marcus Mariota. And I think Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback. I just think he's going to get hit on the arm and his career is going to, it's going to be over. Um, And I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but it's true. His his arm is legitimately a piece of glass. I I feel bad for him in the sense that if you listen to him talk the other day, he's like, he knows exactly what he is at this point. He's like, I'm happy to be in Atlanta. He's like, if things work out great, if they don't, Okay, I got paid. I've always liked Marcus, even when he was a Titan. I liked Marcus yeah. Mariota. I think he's a good he's a good kid. All right, let's get to our final subject of the night. Uh, fantasy, back to running backs. Uh, ranked number 19th overall, 23 years old, uh, out of Memphis. Totally, totally underrated amongst the world of, of these crazy high-profile running backs. But Antonio Gibson, who is probably the reason I came in third place last year, because I was struggling yeah. near the end of the year, and it was Antonio Gibson who absolutely blew it up let's look at everything about him here played 16 games last year had 258 attempts i mean we're talking high workload 1000 yards average four yards per carry only four touchdowns yeah no sorry seven touchdowns he did fumble four times only fumbled two times the year before four fumbles is kind of high for me i don't like four fumbles out of my no, out of my no running back would have taken him out after two and he wouldn't have played the rest um, of the year I'm going to say that Washington, despite giving up draft picks, did nothing to upgrade their quarterback position this year. If we go over and look at his PFF grades, not good. Uh, I mean, it's fair. He was fourth in carries, sixth in yards, 13th in rushing touchdowns, 42nd in yards per carry, which is crazy. That means there's 41 uh, running backs out there that average over four yards per carry. But then there's probably guys only had like six carries all year. It's PFF, right? So if you carried one ball, you're on that list. Uh, Anywho, 63.3 overall grade, 65.6 rushing, 57.8. I like Gibson as a second round pick, especially if you do something a little funky in the first round. Um, You know where I think Gibson is really good? If you have like the second last or last pick where you, say. where you do the turnover because yep. you could look at taking like a Mark Andrews or a, a Kelsey here 
and then flipping it over and taking Antonio Gibson. You know what I mean? Like, and hoping that he, he drops you if you got like the second last pick in the third round, or if you are back to back, it doesn't matter how you take them, whether it's second or third. But yeah, it's funny. I was just going to say the same thing. He's like one of those borderline, you know, you like, you kind of see if you can get him high in the second type of thing if he's available. Definitely. The only reason <clears throat> I could me. see, the only reason I could see him possibly going earlier in the or higher in the draft is because of some of the uncertainties right so i'm just give me a sec here i'm just looking um i'm just pulling up the running back rankings for all the top running backs so like we know the obvious jonathan taylor derrick henry austin eckler we know those are locks then you start getting into the question marks christian mccaffrey right who is willing to take christian mccaffrey high does he drop around does he go 10th and other guys kind of get picked up? You know what I mean? Um, Dalvin Cook, you and I had to convince each other doing this show that Dalvin Cook, yeah, he's, I, I'm very, I'm, because you and I both had the same impression I think a lot of people have that, oh, he's this, he misses all this time. But right, then he's we looked hurt at all it the time. Yep. and we're like, okay, he missed like four games in a season was his most amount of time he's missed. Like he doesn't miss this significant amount of time. He just misses time every year. So if you bring in a capable backup uh, on your roster, then he's good. Najee Harris, we expect his workload to reduce. Joe Mixon, we expect his workload to reduce. Nick Chubb, we're expecting his workload to reduce. He's platooning, and they got Deshaun Watson, who's going to want to throw the football and run it himself. Javante Williams, I think he's going to get better. You're like, I don't know. Alvin Kamara, is he going to be suspended for eight games? Right. You know what I mean? Now you get to Antonio Gibson. So he could be a guy who gets picked up in the first round, or you start seeing some weird stuff where like receivers are jumping running backs quarterbacks yeah. are jumping you know tight ends are jumping running backs um because like right now in the top seven in top 19 picks we haven't looked at a quarterback yet because they're not there however i could see somebody who's like okay christian mccaffrey's available hmm. you know dalvin cook's available huh now we would take him but let's say it's somebody who didn't listen to the show huh Najee harris eh. nick Chubb. Right. Mm. all right josh allen you know I mean, like there's so there's weird things that could happen. So even though traditionally Antonio Gibson would probably be that, you know, he's a tier three, he's top of the tier three when it comes to running backs. They have him the 11th running back in the NFL or in fantasy. Um, He could go higher just because of the process elimination or people worried. I would not. Okay. I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to slip out of the first round because there's going to be somebody crazy right enough. somebody should take him even like let's say you have 10 people play, pay i would take him in this scenario where you have those back-to-back -back picks before i take um giving an animal in my backyard my dog's going nuts and i can hear her running back and forth banging nice yeah mine was basically doing the same thing before that's what happened yeah i was just saying so you you're in that back-to-back -back scenario and let's say he's there at the bottom of the first round i would much rather take him over gibson Again, Absolutely. Like, and I think that's a very plausible scenario this year because, again, we've seen two seasons now of Christian McCaffrey being hurt. And not to mention, I hate to jump on the, you know, Lamar is a running back BS. That's not what this is about. This is about fantasy. Okay. Lamar is a very valuable high-end player. So do you take a risk to your point and take Lamar early because you know he's probably going to get a ton of rushing yards? Dude. Dude. 
fantasy football is so much different than regular football. So I agree with you right. completely. If you're building, okay, let's go all the way back to 2011, 2012, right? Whatever. And you are building yourself an NFL team. And you've got Tom Brady available, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Yet the best fantasy quarterback in the NFL was Tony Romo. Yep. He would have been the first quarterback picked in every single draft because he was a fantasy machine. Yep. And I think that, yeah, Lamar, Lamar healthy is a fantasy machine. But you know who I think is going to be a fantasy machine? Who's that? And you know who I'm actually thinking of shocking the world and taking in the first round? It's going to be somebody that moves. You're not going to take Russell Wilson. I think he's a little too old. Who is You it? know my philosophy, running backs in the first two rounds, right? Right. Yeah. I'm thinking if I have one of the lower picks, if I got the first pick overall, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? Like if I got the, if I'm in the first four or five, I'm going to take a Dalvin cook. I'm going to take a a Derrick Henry. Like I'm going to take one of those running backs. But if I'm like mid to low, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Josh Allen. Okay. Oh, because I think, I think he can be a fantasy machine and I am guy who like, you don't take a quarterback till the third round. Right. Well, that's the thing. These, these guys again, like, let's just say, Especially if you, yeah, yeah, just Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, all those guys. Again, if you have those back to back picks at the end of the first round, especially where you can reach with that first, second round pick, absolutely. Some of these quarterbacks are easily viable picks for you because then you're looking at, like, ooh, do I potentially risk missing out on all the good quarterbacks? At the especially bottom? if you're ninth or tenth and you're doing a flip. You right. know what I mean? Because you could go like Josh Allen, ninth overall and then like 11th or sorry 12th overall take like travis kelsey or antonio gibson and have like one of those top running backs and the top quarterback in the draft yeah and you here's the thing about running backs and this is kind of my philosophy right you have those tier one guys that are going to be amazing for you but there's always going to be those tier two guys that are solid like listen we don't talk about it but going back to the pff thing a couple days ago and again i know i know patriots players are a bad example but damian harris he's going to be a solid running back for you this year okay do you take him in the top three rounds no but can again can he get you points every week yeah yeah no no absolutely and uh with that being said I'm just trying to, there we go. Head on over to rayroute.com. For anybody who missed it, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to hear the same shit again. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. Anybody who's new on the YouTube page, check this out. Rayroute.com. R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. You can get all the new podcast episodes. Look at that. You can listen to it on the website. You can go to the different players. It's available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Castro. Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can get all the newest videos all in one place. See that? Boom, 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 boom. I don't know why the thumbnails aren't popping up. Bad internet. Whatever. All my newest blogs. There we are. Blogs, blogs, blogs. Football, football, football. 
and uh the store is up and live and we're gonna be adding three new items every day you can get your right now you can get your deer pass nation hoodie you can get your legit kid hoodie you can get your uh mac fucking jones 10 from our uh, amazon affiliate and you can get the deer pass nation classic tee the very first piece of merch that i ever released and hey if you have an idea for a shirt that has to do with this show shoot it to us on twitter at ray route web and uh send it over there and we will definitely take it into consideration and if you'll buy it we'll do it well i'll make a shirt so one person can buy it i do the graphics so let's do it uh also head on over to deanblundell.com look at the kind of content you get here when karen's attack a woman is shamed at her birthday dinner for her boobs being too distracting you know you can oh, oh what's it? look at this guy ray route Whoa. he does blogs over on deanblundell.com don't waste a premium pick on Saints Alvin Kamara. How about Packer Sammy Watkins, one of the most valuable picks in fantasy? Nobody cares about your fantasy team. The Patriots will be a playoff competitor for a long time. And uh, I also uh, went off on baseball purists. Oh, Josh nice. Allen. Look oh. at this. Look at all the content. Look at, all the, fan. look at all the content you could get. Is that look Mac? That's oh, Mac. Patriots Mac. players oh. have faith in Mac Jones. Oh, look at Mac. How many Super Bowls is Josh Allen going to win? Adam Schefter is a total coward. That trended for a long time. It did. That trended for like two weeks on, on the website, which means I got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of views. Very, very excited. Uh, so go check it out. DeanBlundell.com, RayRoute.com, all the .coms. Go check us out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at RayRouteWeb. You can also follow me on Twitter at DP underscore uh, Ray. You can follow producer Mike at producer underscore at Mike N. Um, go uh, download the Halftime app. Look up RayRoute. It's called Halftime. It's like, how would you explain it? Twitter and Reddit, but without the toxicity? Yes. It's very and, good. Uh, go to Newsbreak.com and uh, get the Newsbreak stuff from Newsbreak.com. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. You think they'll enjoy it, Mike? I think they'll enjoy it. I think they'll enjoy it. I think they'll enjoy joining Patreon for the draft party next week, too. And how do they join Patreon, Mike? Go to patreon.com. Five bucks a month. How much? Five bucks. Cup of coffee. How much? Five dollars. Five month? measly dollars a month. A month? A month. You know what, Mike? Ask me about the Patriots. Hey, Ray. Yeah. What about those Patriots? They're legit, kid. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.